Welcome to Pelvic Biz Podcast. I'm Dr. Kelly Alhui. I've grown my pelvic health practice, orthopelvic physical therapy, and now I'm helping pelvic health professionals do the same. Each week, I give you the knowledge you need to grow your practice. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, Pelvic Biz Podcast listeners. This is Hannah, content producer for the Pelvic Biz Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about our sponsor, Jane. You may be familiar with Jane. They're an all-in-one practice management software, making it easy to book, chart, and bill all online. They also offer a fully integrated PCI-compliant payment solution called Jane Payments, designed to manage all your payment needs. The team at Jane knows they play an important role in protecting your data, and that's not just your client health records, but credit card information too. Jane Payments is PCI-compliant, which helps your business keep your client billing information safe and secure, if you're curious to learn more about PCI compliance with Jane Payments or want to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their team, head to jane.app/payments. If you're ready to get started, enter the code PELVIBIZ1MO at sign up for a one-month grace period on your Jane account. Now let's get started with today's episode. Today, I'm going to talk about how to become a supreme preneur. So I've created the PelviBiz Pyramid, and I'm about to go through that, and I'm going to tell you guys and kind of show you guys different examples of how people have been able to go from wannabepreneur, which is basically no, you know, no job, no company, nothing, all the way to supremepreneur using the PelviBiz model and the method that I've developed and be able to live the life that they actually want. So I've used this method personally. I have coached over 60 pelvic health therapists and I've, I think had at least 40 plus women leave their jobs and be able to create a career that they actually love. So there are five different names on this pyramid. I'm gonna quickly run through them. So number one is the wannabe penure. The wannabe penure is someone that has zero patients, They're making $0 from their personal business a month. They're a person that actually wants to quit their job and potentially they wanna be a pelvic health provider. We also, just so you guys know, in the PelviBiz community, we have people that are, you know, working with TMJ. We also have a person that works with eating disorder. So it's not just pelvic health therapists that I coach, but typically the majority of people are pelvic health therapists. I will say, however, they're all women-owned businesses. So that is a first level, is the wannabe preneur. This was me when I was working on my outpatient orthopedic job and I was like, you know what? This just isn't doing it. Like it's not doing it for me. It's not filling my cup. It's not my vibe. I can't operate the way I want. And you're trying to think of like, what else is out there? Like this just can't be it. That's the wannabe preneur phase when you're like so scared to just make the jump and you're wondering like, should I do a side hustle? Should I just say screw it all and just dive deep into my business? Like, what do I do? That's a wannabe penure. So if that's you, you're right there. We're gonna start from the bottom and work our way up the pyramid. So the second tier on the pyramid that I came up with is a pelvic penure. A pelvic penure is someone now that considers themselves having a side hustle. So that could mean one patient a week, all the way up to seven patients a week. And they are typically people that are just like, I'll treat you for free if you give me a review or I'll just like come to your house. Typically these people are mobile. They may even 
have a small room, um, renting a room from like a massage therapist, maybe one or two days a week, but nothing's really solidified. These people also might be making one to six K a month. I really don't like this face, <laughs> pelvic penure, because it basically is telling us that you're in it, but you're not in it. <laughs> this face can be very challenging for people and they want to give up right here because like I said, they have like two fingers in, but they don't have all the fingers in. And what that does is it distributes their energy into working for someone else. So they have to like shift their brain to being like, okay, cool. I need to do, you know, I need to do that. But then now I've got to create and develop my own business over here. And now I got to do that too. So their energy starts to get sucked and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so much work. And that's when a lot of people start to question is entrepreneurship for me because I don't know how people work and also try to create their own company. The reality though in this phase is the faster that you can let go of that other job and focus on your business, that is what's going to make all the difference and keep your energy. So there's in this phase, there's two different ways that you can do it. You can be like me that just literally said, I'm so tired. My health is so bad. I'm going to make the jump and I'm going to dive all the way in. And I just quit my job within two weeks and I dove headfirst into my company. And within one month, I was able to replace my income. Or you could be the person that plays it more safe. And you're like, look, I'm going to quit my outpatient orthopedic job. I'm going to get this PRN job over here at like a skilled nursing home so that I can create my own hours. And then I'm going to start my own company. That's the more safe zone. But, and that could also be a slower path and that's okay. Just know that your energy is going to be sucked from that because you're just going to be distributing it, you know, in all different directions. And it's not going to be hyper-focused on one thing. But it's okay. It's just, it's another way to do it. So there's two different ways. It just depends on how much belief and confidence you have in yourself. And if you feel that you have the right guidance, you feel that, then I would make the jump. If you're like, eh, I'm not sure. Okay, well then hire someone to help you out, figure out the path and, um, you know, figure out what you need to do to move to the next phase. So the next phase is a solopreneur. The solopreneur these people are, are very scared to hire. This was again myself. Uh, I've been in all these phases, by the way. So uh, someone that's very scared to hire, they feel that they have to do it all. They are treating the patients, they're running the clinic, they're answering the phones, getting in sales calls. They are doing all the things. This is a very, very tiring phase, okay? Because you're doing everything and you don't have any help. At this point in my career, when I was a solopreneur, I was seeing 50 patients a week, something crazy. Okay, that's two PT caseloads. And I should have hired an admin and I should have hired another PT, but I was just so scared to hire and I didn't wanna move past this phase because I thought, A, how was I gonna pay someone else's salary when I couldn't even afford my own for the last eight years? And, and B, like, you want me to now to manage these people? This is a whole new skill set that I have to have. What? Like, please don't make me do that. I just know that I can treat really well. So I'm just going to stick to that because I do that really well. And I've been taught that for the last seven years. So I'm just going to do that. And that's what I did. And the reality was it wore me out. I was working from 7 a.m. to 7 o'clock at night, never saw the light. 
and it was too much. And I wish I had someone say, Kelly, stop whatever you're doing right now and please go higher. So, you know, solopreneurship is you need profit. This is when you need to make profit. Profit is something that you have left over as money that you have left over after you pay yourself and you pay all the expenses for your business. I always say it's the most painful place because you're doing all the tasks. You're performing everyone's job and you will be very tired in this phase. You're typically going to be seeing about eight to 20 patients a week, eight to 20 patients a week. You're going to be seeing and you're going to be making about seven to 19 K a month in this phase. When we start to work smarter and get over that fear of hiring, which I completely get because that was me, then we're going to move into premium preneur. Premium preneur is the fourth level on the pyramid. And that is someone that actually wants to start building a team. And with that comes, you can't treat as much. It just cannot be possible because you actually have to manage and you have to be able to guide your team and become the leader. It's a completely different role. You have to change who you are. What we learned in school was that we are only good enough if our hands are touching someone. And that's actually not the case. So in this phase, instead of me being a solopreneur, which I did everything I possibly learned in school was to manipulate tissue and evaluate muscular skeletal condition. Now I have to do something that's so unfamiliar, which is premium preneur and be able to hire someone. What do I say to them in the interview? How do I hire someone? How much do I pay them? Who's going to manage this person? Are they going to be on time? Like there are so many questions that come to this phase and you have to change as a person realizing that now your role is not um, as much as patient emphasis, it's more of building a team and building a clinic that's going to run with whoever you hire and providing that same level of care that your standard was. Well, now you have to have someone else come onto your team and have that same level of standard of care for patients. And it can be very scary because someone else is doing a job that you feel that you are the best at. This phase, people are seeing about 20 to 40 patients a week, okay? And they're making about 20 to 30K a month. And by the way, that 40 can be split between different providers. So whether or not you're an OT, PT, it can be split between those. Um, and like I said, this phase, you have to learn how to start to decrease your patient caseload because you're just not gonna have the bandwidth for that. You're also going to hire an admin during this phase. And admin's really gonna help you organize and um, just help with marketing, help with social media, help with emails, help with the phone calls, like all the things. To me, once I got to premium preneur phase, I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't I do this sooner? Within two months, I was like, why did I not do this sooner? And I was just so scared to do it before because I, again, it was about pay. I didn't know how I was gonna pay them. And I didn't want that responsibility. I didn't know what I was doing. No ever taught me how to manage someone. So I was just scared. But the lesson here is I have to say, looking back and, and everyone that I have coached that has been through this phase, it's like, Kelly, why did I not do it sooner? Because admin can help you so, so much. And many people will ask me, Kelly, do I hire an admin first or a therapist, like an OT or PT? 
there's no right or wrong and you can do both. It does not matter. Personally, I hire admin and then a week later, I'm literally hiring a PT. Admin's going to help me manage the PT until you get to a level where you can actually have a manager on staff that truly manages. But admin will be kind of like your right-hand person and be your eyes and ears when you're not in the clinic because you're marketing or you're doing visionary stuff or you're thinking. So just keep that in mind that admin really is going to be the other side of your brain. All right, so now the top of the pyramid is supreme penure. So supreme penure is where you have multiple therapists on your team. You have maybe have multiple admin. You may have a manager at this point, and you're seeing anywhere between 40 to 100 plus patients a week. And you're making anywhere between 30K all the way to 100 plus K a month. Now, most people would say, Kelly, great. I'm Supreme Panur. I got to the top of this pyramid. I made it to the top. This is fantastic. Well, guess what? <laughs> it doesn't stop there. There is more that you have to do as a Supreme Panur, but you actually start working smarter rather than harder. So with this, when I'm Supreme Panur, what that means is I have now pulled back patient care. Personally, I don't, I don't treat patients, but I pulled back from patient care and now I have multiple people on my team. You might have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and you have to then start to envision where the company is going so that you can nurture all the employees that you have to help better them in their con ed, to help better them as clinicians, to help better them with helping patients get to their goals. That's your role. Your role is also to start guiding the ship. So if I'm not out marketing or if I'm not out um, or if I'm just not at home, like thinking about what's the next step for this company, then that's where Supreme Panure start to lose it. If they think that they made it to the top and that there is no other place to go and they just say, oh, okay, I'll just try to let the clinic run and not think, their clinic will stop growing. Instead, if you are a Supreme Panure or want to be one, just know at the top, you gotta keep investing in yourself. You gotta keep investing in learning. You have to keep investing in how am I gonna make things better? You have to keep investing in systems at the top. Systems are key to be able to get you to pull out of the clinic if that's what you want or decrease your hours at the clinic so that you are doing these other higher level tasks. And I say it's higher level because if you don't have time to like talk to your team, if you don't have time to do management stuff of like uh, supporting your team in a way that they need you, good luck. I mean, it is super, super hard. And if you're just in the room treating, 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 it just doesn't work out well because they need your attention and your attention is on the patients instead of you trying to actually lead the team and everyone's looking at like, well, are you the leader? Are you the leader? Are you the leader? So who's leading the ship? Okay, now what? And it creates chaos indirectly. You know, clearly you guys don't mean to create chaos, but that's what it creates. So Supreme Panure, there's always tons of learning and educating and leadership that has to take place in the Supreme Panure phase. And you stay there and you keep investing and you, and you try to um, keep building the best team and have the best systems. That's key. So that is the Pelvibiz Pyramid for OTs, PTs, PTAs. 
Uh, I would love to know in the comment section where you guys are at. What's the journey you've been on? Like, were you able to move from wannabepreneur to pelvicpreneur to solopreneur to premiumpreneur and then supremepreneur? Where are you at and were you able to move from one phase to the next? And if so, would love to hear your story in the comments below. Hopefully this gives you some hope and gives you a pathway of like, okay, I'm here. Now let me get to here. Now I'm here. Now let me get to here. And that's going to help give you a guide of where you're at and what you need to do for the next steps going forward. So hopefully you guys got some great tips on that. Have a great day, guys. I consider myself a business and life coach. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams as an entrepreneur? If so, let's chat. See the episode notes below and go ahead and book a call. See you all next week.